Tie your cleats and put on your shin guards because it's time for the Throw-In Podcast with your host, Ryan Sirk. Hello and welcome to the first half of the Throw-In Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sirk. The MLS season is just three days away, and I can't really hide my excitement. I've been waiting for this since New York City FC won the title. But there's a lot we have to get into before the season starts. The MLS released its preseason power rankings, and to no surprise, the defending champions NYCFC come in at number one. Seattle Sounders, always a, a typical MLS powerhouse, come in at number two. The Supporter Shields winners, which is the team that ends with the best record in the MLS, was New England Revolution. They come in at number three. And rounding out the top five, number four is Philadelphia Union, and at five is Nashville SC. I'm surprised to see Nashville up there. I mean, they are a relatively new club. They haven't been around that long. They have some pretty good players, but it's good to see that it it didn't take them very long to to really get into the MLS. Not a lot of rebuilding going on. They just kind of got right to it and were able to solidify themselves as contenders in the MLS. What I am kind of curious about is that number six is the Colorado Rapids. The Rapids finished with the best record in the Western Conference last season. They've lost a couple key players, including Kellen Acosta, and they come in at number six. If you're a Colorado Rapids fan, I would be a little upset with that because you didn't have a great performance in the MLS Cup, but that shouldn't matter. What matters is the longevity of how well you play, and you've played well throughout all season. Added a good new center back, Abubakar Keita, and... I don't see why they can't win the, the Western Conference again. Number seven is the Portland Timbers. Portland's always pretty good. Number eight, Atlanta United. Again, they are always a threat. Yosef Martinez has a chance to win Golden Boot. He's always somebody that can score goals. Having someone like that on your team is a huge bonus, regardless of if you're winning or losing. He can change the course of the match. Number nine is LAFC. And at number 10 is Sporting Kansas City. So a lot will will change throughout the season. But overall, I think the MLS got it right with some of these power rankings. The only thing that I would really change, of the top 10 at least, is LAFC. They didn't qualify for the MLS Cup last season. They have the all-star talent there, Carlos Vela. I just think the MLS is being a little biased because LAFC is a big market team and professional sports leagues always tend to favor the big city teams and that's no different with LAFC it's a good thing LA Galaxy is not in there because if they were in there I think a lot of people would have problems with that even though they have a lot of star power we will get into the new signings in the second half of the throw-in podcast but I just want to focus on teams in general LAFC has the star power on its team, same with LA Galaxy, a lot of the big city teams always seem to attract European talent because of where they're living. Who doesn't want to live in LA? I haven't heard of somebody that doesn't want to live in LA other than that it's too crowded, but superstars love it. It's a superstars playground in Los Angeles. Moving on a little bit from the power rankings, I wanted to give you guys a little rundown of the first scheduled games. That's Saturday, 
February 26th. The first game of the day is at 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's the Philadelphia Union taking on Minnesota United. And then 3.30, Columbus Crew play Vancouver. And then what I believe is the match of the week, LAFC versus the Colorado Rapids, two top 10 power ranking teams, number one team in the West from last season versus a team with a lot of star power that couldn't get it together. And then Dallas, who is in a bit of a rebuild right now, take on Toronto FC. That game will be at 5.30 Eastern time. Then at 6 o'clock Eastern time, two bottom feeders of the MLS last season face off to start off the MLS season. Austin FC faces FC Cincinnati. Then at 6 o'clock as well, newcomer Charlotte will take on DC United. I'm interested to see what Charlotte can do in its first season in the MLS. A lot of eyes will be on them. A lot of new signings from them, new players coming to the MLS. It's always an exciting time when there are new teams. But if you listen to the first episode, you'll know I'm not a huge fan of new teams. But they're always exciting to watch. I can't I can't deny that because you're starting from nothing, pretty much. No history, nothing like that. Those players that are there now are the first ones to wear that jersey, and they will be remembered forever. Also at 6 o'clock, Inter-Miami faces Chicago Fire, and San Jose faces the New York Red Bulls, and the last game of the day at 7.30 Eastern Time, it's the Portland Timbers versus the New England Revolution. That will also be a good game. Overall, a lot of pretty good games to start off the MLS season. And on Sunday, there's even more games. Orlando City faces Montreal at 1 p.m. Atlanta United face Sporting KC at 3 p.m. LA Galaxy face NYCFC at 5 p.m. Again, all these times are in Eastern time. And the Houston Dynamo play Real Salt Lake at 7. And the Seattle Sounders will face Nashville SC. It's a pretty busy opening weekend. There's games going on from 1 p.m. until 8 p.m. pretty much every day. A lot of soccer, which I can't complain about. A lot to talk about. I'm excited for next week's podcast because there's going to be so much to talk about. So many goals. So many new players. New teams. Well, a new team. It's just exciting to see how teams can put together the talent that they acquired over the offseason and see if it was worth it. I'm not expecting much from some teams, but other teams I have high expectations for. The hardest part is going to be players. Players always face the highest amount of expectation, and it's always a question of whether they will be able to live up to that. But at the same time, if you come in with a high price tag, you're going to have to show something for it. So in the second half of the Throw-In Podcast, I'm going to take a look at the players to keep an ear out for, a watch on, whatever you decide to do to keep up with MLS content. I'll let you know who to look out for. You're listening to the Throw-In Podcast on WMUL 88.1 FM. Hello and welcome back to the Throw-In Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sirk. And as promised, this is the second half, so I wanted to get into a little bit about what players I expect to show out in their first season in the MLS. So to start off with the easy one, Lorenzo Insigne. I talked a little bit about him in the last episode, that he's the captain of Napoli. Napoli's very good team in the top division of Italy. He has a lot of expectations this season. 
He's going to be the highest paid MLS player ever. There's been a lot of good MLS players that have come here. David Beckham, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. That's just to name a few. A few big names. He's going to Toronto FC where another Italian who came from Italy, Sebastian Giovinco, had a lot of success. So I know Toronto FC fans will have high expectation for him. Moving on from him, another big star from Europe, Douglas Costa, coming from Juventus, another team in Serie A. He's a Brazilian international. He's played for Bayern Munich. He's won Champions Leagues. He's a very good player. He's going to have high expectations. He's going to LA Galaxy, where he's going to be playing with the likes of Chicharito, Julian Araujo, a lot of very good players. I don't know what it was for LA Galaxy. They struggled last season. It might just be something with chemistry because they have the star power. They just got to get results on the field. You can have all the star power you want, but if you're not winning games, what's the point? You're selling jerseys, sure, but most of your profits are going to come from ticket sales and winning trophies. If you're not even qualifying for the MLS Cup, how do you expect to win trophies? The last big-name international player to keep an ear out for is Shurdan Shakiri. He's coming from Lyon, which is a team in the top division in France. He's played for Liverpool. He's a Switzerland international, and he's joining the Chicago Fire. Another great signing for the MLS. It's somebody that's not past their prime. None of these three guys that I've mentioned are past their primes coming from teams in Europe. It just shows that, hey, I don't want to be in Europe anymore. I'll still play in a pretty good league elsewhere. And that's what these guys are doing. Hopefully it paves the way for more guys to show up and do that. The next player that I wanted you to keep an ear out for is Thiago Almada. He's coming from Velez Sarsfield in Argentina. He's only 20 years old. This signing is very different from the previous three guys that I mentioned because not only does he have crazy potential, but he will probably be Atlanta United's second best player coming in after Joseph Martinez. So Atlanta United is going to be looking to show a really good performance this season with this signing and with the players that they already have. But he might not score the most amount of goals, but he's going to have a very big impact on the team. He's going to be a midfielder. If he can score some goals, that's going to be huge for Atlanta United. Even if he's just playing great passes to Joseph Martinez, that's as much of an impact as you're going to want from him. The next guy is Facundo Torres. He joins Orlando City SC from Peñarol, which is in Uruguay. He's also from Uruguay. And he's going to be pretty similar to Almada for Atlanta United because he's only 21. And he's just going to be able to come in, provide really good opportunities to score goals. He's a forward, so it's a bit different. He's going to be expected to score some goals, but he's going to be able to create opportunities for others as well. And you're investing in the future. This guy can be around for a long time, or you can sell him to a top team in Europe and make a lot of money. Both of these signings are huge for both of these teams because they have flexibility depending on how well they do. The three signings before that that I mentioned, Insigne, Costa, and Shakiri, you know what to expect from them, but what you're going to get from them is world-class football. The final player that I want 
you to keep an ear out for, an eye out for, is Alan Velasco. He's a winger from Independiente, Argentina. He's only 19, by the way, which is absurd. A lot of good, young, international players coming to the MLS is huge. I mentioned last episode that people think this is a retirement league and that Europeans that come to the MLS are washed up. But these three signings that I mentioned are all under 22. I'm 22. Am I old? No, I'm not old. So these guys are even younger than me. They have plenty of soccer to play still. And as I mentioned, if they fulfill the potential that they have, the MLS is going to make so much money as a league, and these teams are going to make so much money as a whole because top teams in Europe pay a lot of money for young players. And if they don't decide to sell them, that's fine. These guys can continue to develop in the MLS, and the MLS as a whole, the talent here will continue to improve. It's a little different spectrum of players, three guys that are in their primes and three guys that have potential to surpass some of the top players in MLS history. So the three that I mentioned that are in their primes are Lorenzo Insigne coming from Napoli, Italy, then Douglas Costa coming from Juventus in Italy, he's Brazilian, and Sheridan Shakiri coming from Switzerland. All three of these guys have played in the World Cup. That's great experience for all these young guys that are in the MLS and the three young guys that you need to keep an ear out for. Those are Tiago Almada, Facundo Torres, and Alan Velasco. Two of them are Argentine, Almada and Velasco, and Torres is from Uruguay. None of them have played in the World Cup yet, but you never know. World Cup is right around the corner. That concludes the second half of the throw-in podcast, but don't worry. I'm a soccer so you know I have to have extra time. Stay with me. You're listening to The Throw-In Podcast on WMUL 88.1 FM. Hello and welcome back to The Throw-In Podcast. It's extra time, so you know what that means. It's time to look over Americans or former MLS players in Europe. So yesterday, there were a couple of Champions League games. If you're not familiar with the Champions League, that is the highest level of club competition there is in Europe. So honestly, the winner of that tournament is technically the best team in Europe. There was an American in each one of the games. Both had very different outcomes to their games. I'll start with the bad news. Bad news first is always my motto. So to start with that, American international Weston McKinney fractured the second and third metatarsal on his left foot during his game with Juventus versus Villarreal. That game also ended 1-1, so he doesn't even get to celebrate the victory. However, if you're not a Juventus fan, you might say, why should I care about this? Well, Weston McKinney plays for the U.S. national team, and the U.S. national team has the final World Cup qualifiers coming next month versus Mexico. Very good team. Big rivalry there. Panama, we can beat them without Weston McKinney. And Costa Rica, who right now is in fourth place in the World Cup qualifiers, and the top three automatically go through to the World Cup. And we're tied for second with Mexico right now. 
unfortunately, I did some research. I'm not a athletic trainer or anything, but most of the time it takes 8 to 12 weeks to recover from this, according to Google. So he is most likely going to miss those last three games. That's okay. I'm sure Coach Greg Berhalter will find someone to fill that role because Weston McKinney is a very good player. When Christian Pulisic isn't out on the field, he is the captain. So I kind of spoiled a little bit about who the next player is already, and that was Christian Pulisic. He plays for Chelsea. Many people call him on Instagram, Twitter, social media that he is the LeBron James of soccer. Many European fans of soccer will disagree with that because there are a lot better players than him according to these fans on social media. But he plays for Chelsea. And Chelsea won the Champions League last season. So technically, he's on the best team in Europe, on paper. So his match, he played against Lille, which is a team in France. Chelsea's a team in the Premier League in England. And he scored a goal. His his team won 2-0, scored a goal, put in a great performance, and showed that Americans can play at the top level. He continues to do that. He scored goals in the Champions League last season. He scores goals in the Premier League, which is considered the best league in Europe. So I'm really proud of some of these guys that are Americans to score some goals. But unfortunately for Weston McKinney, his game didn't go as planned. But he was playing well before he got injured. I was able to watch both of the games. The final thing I wanted to talk about in this episode of the Throw-In Podcast It's a bit of a legal topic and politics a little bit like that, but the U.S. women's national team filed a lawsuit for equal pay to U.S. soccer, and U.S. soccer have agreed to settle the equal pay lawsuit. Players are set to receive $22 million in compensation, and the federation will also equalize pay for men's and women's national teams moving forward. I think that's great. U.S. women's national team has been the top soccer team for a long time they've won world cups and i'll be honest the men haven't been that good we haven't qualified in a world cup since 2014 meanwhile the women are winning world cups and winning other tournaments as well so i think it's well deserved that will do it for the throw-in podcast i'm ryan Cirk. if you missed the first episode last wednesday don't worry about that it's online at marshall.edu slash wmul i hope you go back and listen to that one because it'll give you a little bit more information about what i talked about in this one as well that also means that if you joined this episode a little later and you missed the beginning part then you can go back and listen to that same website same thing just look up ryan cirque throw in podcast and i should be right there i hope you join me next wednesday same time same place for episode three where I will be recapping the big week in MLS soccer. For your host, I'm Ryan Sirk. Thanks for joining me on WMUL 88.1 FM. Thank you for tuning in to the Throw-In Podcast. Be ready next week for another episode.